where are we starting from? All right, so we're at our first stop, which is somewhere St Stevens Restaurant. Yep, somewhere west of Barry. We're on our way to kicking back alpaca farm. farm. Whoa! Just getting some grub before we go. Because we can't um. be angry or hangry while we're eating. Eating? Meeting alpacas. Eating alpacas. <laughs> oh my god. I really hope they don't eat alpacas yeah. there. We'll have to ask. Yeah. Maybe Alright, catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Hey there, Erin here. Welcome back to Alpac in My Bags, the podcast that covers ethical travel and tourism controversies. We're back with another bonus episode for you, and I'm so pumped for this one. So it's been a running joke between our producer Katie and I that we've been creating this podcast called Alpaca in My Bags, but neither of us have ever met an alpaca. So a few weeks ago, we went on a little field trip uh, to make up for this indiscretion, we went to an Ontario alpaca farm called Kickin' Back Alpaca Ranch. We got some good alpaca footage and some good alpaca sounds, and we're about to share it with you. Okay, Erin, so tell us about what we did that day. Where so, do we start? Okay, so we knew that there were alpaca farms in Ontario. There's actually quite a lot of them, more than you would imagine. I've done some research into this now. There's an absurd amount. And the reason they think is because our climate is good for alpacas um, and they're a great animal to farm. They're great for hobby farms, but they also produce really great, um, what is it called? Fiber? Fiber. Like wool. Wool. But they call it fiber. And this is really valuable and can make great artisan products. Mm -hmm. um, and alpacas are just really awesome animals. So there's a reason people love to farm them. <laughs> So I guess it's a newer trend that people are going to alpaca farms to visit alpacas. Not long ago, I saw an article pop up on Blog TO about how you could walk alpacas. Yeah, and that's kind of what sparked all of this because we were like, what? Yeah. You can do that? <laughs> that definitely sparked some interest because we were like, ooh, those are cool pics, like walking yeah. an alpaca. <laughs> um, and this is another thing about alpacas. You can harness train them. And... And we actually learned, we'll talk about, about this a little bit in, further into the episode as well, but alpacas can be used as uh, therapy animals. Mm -hmm. So they're just, they're really friendly and they're great animals to visit. Good morning. We alpacaed our bags today <laughs> because we're going to an alpaca farm. Woo! Um, so I'm here with Katie. Hey guys, it's me. We're doing a two hour journey north of Toronto to a, par a farm, a farm, to a farm. It's called Kickin' Back Alpaca Ranch. Um, Katie found these guys on the internet and we reached out to them and they said, sure, come meet our alpacas. <laughs> so Katie, tell us how many alpacas they have on their farm. Okay, so apparently, I'm sorry, I'm driving while I'm doing this, but uh, apparently they have about 67 alpacas um, from young and old, including their oldest alpaca, who is, I think they said 16 years old, and her name is Grandma Almond. Um, so yeah, we're pretty excited to meet them. And it, also, what's really cool about this ranch is that they are uh, an ethically sustainable ranch. So they have all sorts of really cool things that they told me about in their email um, to make sure that this farm isn't super wasteful and that the alpacas are being treated well. Um, so I'm really excited to learn more about them and pet some alpacas. 
Yes, I'm hoping there's a baby alpaca oh. around. Um, but we're going to take you guys on this journey with us, and uh, you'll learn all about alpacas. Okay, but Marin, I have some questions for you. Okay, what are your questions? I have some questions. Okay. Uh, well, first, what are your expectations? What do you what do you think an alpaca is going to be like? Honestly, my only expectation is to snuggle an alpaca. <laughs> I have heard that they're like really friendly, cuddly, warm animals and like really happy to hang out with humans. Um, I follow a lot of Instagram accounts of pet alpacas, mainly in Australia. So I'm just imagining I'm imagining that like a snuggly alpaca. Yeah, my other expectation is to learn about alpacas because I honestly don't know much about them. Yeah. I'm hoping that the, the, the farm people can tell us um, about why they have alpacas, what drew them to alpacas. Also, like, what is the difference between an alpaca and a llama? I don't know. We'll find out soon. We're about 30 minutes away. We're just in the car. We stopped at, what was it, Stevens Restaurant for a little Stevens Restaurant, yes, yeah. yes. Shout out to restaurant it's pretty funny to take some city people out of the city and put them in the country it's yeah. quite different <laughs> oh also you should tell you who's uh, in our back seat yes yeah, so we have a friend along today his name is justin hi justin hi my name's justin <laughs> justin is a cinematographer he's really talented so if you need a cinematographer in toronto hire justin yeah because hopefully he's going to be doing some cool uh some cool like exclusive content for like you know when we're we're really big Oh yeah, we're saving, we're collecting some content for you guys, like, eventually there will be some video available, mostly alpaca content. <laughs> yeah, so like the last 10 minutes before showing up to the farm were like so nerve-wracking, I was so <laughs> nervous, because like I had placed so much so much emphasis on this visit I was like expecting the most amazing thing in the world and like it panned out but it was very tense like going up that road and knowing that we were about to meet alpacas Erin you were hyping me up so much I'm like driving the car and all of a sudden my hands start shaking and I'm like why am I nervous why is this happening I'm just about to meet some animals and I was like yes let's do this and when we pulled up, it was, okay, at first we didn't see the alpacas, and then we pulled up to park, and suddenly these alpacas were popping their heads out of this barn, and slowly, 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 like, more heads were popping up around the corner, and next thing we knew, like, all these alpacas were walking towards us. There was, like, 20 in this, like, little area. They all came out of the barn, and they were like, hello. <laughs> it was amazing. And then we freaked out for a while. All right, according to the GPS, we are now seven minutes away from the alpaca farm. How are you feeling? I'm so pumped. In 600 meters, turn right onto West Backline. So close, so close, so close. Do you think there will be alpacas, like, visible the second we're pulling up? I, I really hope so. I would love to just turn the corner and just see alpacas. Right there. <laughs> yes. Like, oh my god! I just freak out. Next right onto West Backline. <laughs> oh, is this the moment? Yeah, this could be. Oh, sorry, I'm slamming the brakes. <laughs> According to the GPS, we're one minute away. Try not to like drive too fast so I don't miss it. We're like, there it is, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's incoming, incoming. 
Okay, you, you're 600 meters. So 600 meters. I'm so hyped up. I'm like nervous. I'm like nervous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this has got to be it right here, right? No. I even, I even put on makeup to meet these alpacas. Same. Like, I, this is important. I gotta look my best. Okay, it's coming, it's coming, it's oh, coming, it's coming. It, sure. Yes. Yeah, this is totally it. No alpaca. Wait, there's no alpacas outside. Your destination is on Maybe the it's left. too cold. Oh. Okay. Wow. It's so nice over here, but where are the alpacas? How do they fit all 67 in that <laughs> barn over there? It's so tiny. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Is that oh an alpaca? <laughs> yes. What if it's a llama? That? No, that's an alpaca. But behind it. Oh, oh what? They're so cute. <laughs> oh, I didn't even turn off the car properly. And we interacted with the alpacas through the fence. Mm -hmm. And I was laughing. I was thinking, like, this must happen every time people come, like, before they even meet like the people who own the farm yeah carolyn and doug fence carolyn oh. and doug are probably just used to looking out the window and seeing people like <laughs> at the fence oh i guess our 12 o'clock is here <laughs> yeah so we freaked out for a bit and then uh they came out of the house and greeted us and then told us pretty much everything there is to know about the farm and all the little alpacas behind us answered our questions mm -hmm. and then the excitement really began He's a llama. He don't care. Is he a llama? I think he is. I think because his snoot's bigger. Yeah. I honestly... God, they're so sad. They're so beautiful. Hello, friends. Look at this little guy. Hello, friends. Look at him. Whoopie. Yes, come to us. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi. Oh. Thank <gasps> God they're all coming. Oh, my God. Look at his teeth sticking Your out. Teeth. Yeah. They so all poke their heads out. That's our boys. We keep all of our males over in that barn. Okay. So the ones closest that you were just looking at, that's last year's little boys. Oh. Plus two old boys who were 12 and 16. Yeah. And the old boys just sort of teach them their manners and behavior and what to do with being an alpaca. Okay. The next group are two and three-year-old males. Uh-huh. And they're just learning to get stronger and then the farthest group is our our breeding males mm -hmm. so we can't put the younger ones in until they're big enough physically to mm -hmm. stand up for breeding rights mm -hmm. and emotionally 
Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally we'll move one over there and then it just doesn't work out. You move them back, you wait a year, you move. So how many have you got? You said you had... 60 right now. 60. Okay. That's crazy. So the, the black fella right there, he's uh, he'll be 16 this year. Okay. And he was actually a registered pet therapy alpaca for his previous owner. Oh. She is retired, so she gave him to us because she knew that we did um, hospital and nursing home visits and things. Mm -hmm. So because he's so well trained, she gave him to us. Oh. Ozzy. He actually has his own Facebook page that his owner had put, set up for him <laughs> and everything. In his day, he was really awesome. Like he used to go to the mental health hospital wards he used to do kids with cancer the whole bit yeah. he's now at the point his last visit we went out on it was more like if you want to see me you come to me it used to be he would scope <laughs> the room who needed him the most and he would focus on one person and go but last visit he was like no you come to me so I think he's had enough of the he's seen it all yeah <laughs> <laughs> how much do they weigh a uh, full-grown, 150 to 180 pounds. Okay. We have a couple that are over that. Yeah. Ozzy is so curious. Oh, we're not coming for you, boy. But he's typical <laughs> alpaca in the sense that if I were to walk over there now, he would walk away because he doesn't want me being close to him. Yeah. But once his halter is put on him, then he's totally in trained mode. Oh. He's yeah. going to just stand there. But alpacas... They're very gentle, they're very curious, but they also prefer to just be this far away from you. Oh. Like if you they know how long your arm is, and if you stay just that far away, they're happy. Yeah, oh. yeah. we were going to ask what their personalities are kind of like. They're like So Ozzy was trained for this pet therapy thing, and because his personality was so laid back and easygoing, not all alpacas can do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has to have that personality on its own. It's not something that you can train every alpaca to do. All of ours are trained to be put on a halter and handled if they need to have um, a needle or see the vet or go out of the farm for whatever reason. They can all be set up mm -hmm. and put on a halter. But a lot of them it's just they, they do it but they're not thrilled with it. <laughs> we have some that like going for walks. Our nieces will take some of them out for walks when they're out visiting. <laughs> yes. and, but others just they tolerate it. <laughs> yeah. Like any type of animal, they all have their own personality. So you talk about what's an alpaca like? Well, it's sort of the average, and then there's always, you know, ones that are either side of that. Yeah. You know, some that are friendlier, some that are less friendly. <laughs> Generally, they're cool. just curious and shy. You know, they want to know what you're doing. They just don't want you too close and bothering them. It's sort of yeah, like, what yeah. are you doing? But don't, don't bother me, you know. Do they so all have names? Oh, how do you remember everyone's names? How does a teacher remember all the? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just, you deal with them all the time. You get used to them. And... When we bought our first two, that's what I said to the guy, and he happened to be a teacher, and he says, "Just do." <laughs> so, who were your first ones? What were their names? Um, Bert and Temprano. We still have Temprano. <laughs> He's the big white male who's probably inside trying to make sure there's no food left for anybody else. <laughs> um, he's our first one, and then Bert passed away. Oh. But um, they live about 15 to 20 years in North America. That's yeah. an average. You'll hear of some that are older, and but most of the ones that are older are likely getting help. They're getting a mash because they don't have teeth that they can chew and eat. They're probably wearing jackets in the winter time to make sure they're warm because their fibers too short now to really do much for them. Mm -hmm. and we were lucky. We don't have any right now that we've had to coat for the winter. Um, we have several that are getting up to the 15-year range. Um, we have a girl who's almost 16 and she still had a baby last year, still going strong, overweight, no health problems at all. <laughs> wow. 
So they're all like people. I mean, some people can live to 100, no problem. Yeah. Some people die at 60, so yeah. alpacas are pretty much the same. So the ladies are over there? Yeah, so yeah. that's where we're going to go. Nice. Right. The, bo the boys' barn is typical old bank barn. It's dark. It's got a low ceiling. It's not fun for visiting. It's just... <laughs> Doll. The ladies get the nice barn. They brought us yeah. to um, the ladies' barn. Yeah. So we learned that they keep them separate. The lady alpacas are kept separate from the male alpacas. And so we were going to go visit the ladies because they have a barn that's more um, comfortable for visitors. So that was super fun, um, going into the barn and then like being that much closer. <laughs> and then it got even better when Carolyn and Doug were like, are you comfortable with us letting some loose? And I, in my heart, I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Just like walking into the barn and seeing all these alpaca turn their heads and like looking at us. And we were like, oh my God. It was just like so much cuteness all at once. We go over the fence. <laughs> we bought two for the barn and then we bought four more and then we decided they were nicer than people 24 hours a day oh, look at all their little faces oh, hello <laughs> and here these are all last year's little girl babies mm -hmm. oh. is that them making little humming sounds well. Apaca moms are very protective, very nurturing, mm -hmm. but they don't share the pellets or the food. So this can, and so we can put the feed in there for the little ones. They still get it, mm -hmm. and the moms don't. Because the moms... <laughs> Silver Streak is getting just a wee bit too big for that, aren't you, girl? Wow. Yes, you're going to have to start getting up on your... Standing up for your food. Hey. Got their little hums going on. I heard that they like squeak. They hum. Yeah. They hum. There. There. <laughs> if they feel threatened, they have a high-pitched alarm call. So if they see something that they perceive as a threat, a neighbor's dog comes through the field or something, or a coyote, or anything they don't want or they mm -hmm. don't understand, they have a high-pitched alarm call. Mm -hmm. So what happens is the alpacas will, if it happens when they're in the barn, they generally all just run outside. Okay. If they're outside, they will look for whoever is making the noise mm -hmm. to see which direction they're focusing in and then decide whether it's a threat to run or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you want to come out, Tiny? You look like you want to come out. Their hums are so cute. <laughs> You're okay. Oh, yeah. The heck did Do something so you? large? Would you say? Do they know us? Yeah, like oh, yeah. compared to uh, random no. people. Is everyone okay if we let her out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Tiny. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Tiny. Tiny, you want to come out? Tiny, come on. Tiny is not typical. Oh, oh, Mama Yaz. Okay, Mama Yaz, you can come out. Tiny, Hi. You can come out. Look at Tiny. A couple more babies want to come out? Oh my god. They're so cute. Oh my god. 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 Oh my
from the start has been one that we can handle. Yeah. And we've had her in the house for visits. We've taken her to the nursing homes, the whole bit. Oh, oh you're my so gosh. Gosh. Oh, that's so cute. Tiny. We were in the barn for like, what, an hour and a half? At least. Yeah, and the whole time Carolyn and Doug were just like feeding us so much information about their farm and like telling us everything there is to know about alpacas. It was insane. There's so much information. It's, you would I'm, never guess. I'm glad we recorded all of that because I was so overwhelmed with happiness and excitement that I feel like I missed half of what they were Same. saying because I couldn't focus. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my gosh, alpaca. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have to touch that alpaca. Like I felt like a seagull, like with his head bobbing back and forth. I had this obsession of trying to record their little hums yeah. and their crunching. You They're did eating get, hay. You got some of that, right? Yes. Okay. Just listen to this for a second. So you know what we're talking about. born five weeks premature. Okay. And we know exactly what date our animals are bred, so we knew for sure that she was premature. Plus, she had no suck reflex. She couldn't stand. She was totally oh, man. just a limp rag. Mm -hmm. So we had to milk her mom out for a couple of feedings, and Doug tube fed it, to, or syringe fed it to her. Mm -hmm. And it was a couple of days before she was up and on her own. And Oh man. So She's this year we didn't rebreed her mom. Her mom put so much into her babies and that it's mm -hmm. ideally um, a baby, a Kriya, should double its birth weight in the first month, and that's just on mom's milk. Mm -hmm. So they go from 16 to 20 pounds up to 40 pounds in one month. Oh man. So that's huge. And mom's already pregnant again generally, so it's, there's a lot of pressure on moms yeah. to. Can you imagine just waking up every morning and looking outside your farmhouse? And there's just alpacas outside staring at you. They're like, Amazing. good morning. Amazing. <laughs> and it's really cool how, so Carolyn and Doug have taught themselves everything about alpacas. Mm -hmm. So they take care of everything from like the medical care, examining the animals to make sure they're all healthy, um, to bringing them to the vet, to shearing them. Mm -hmm. They're certified shearers, which I didn't even realize was a thing, but they're certified in shearing. So they shear them all themselves. Um, and Carolyn does a lot of work developing the fiber as well. Mm -hmm. And she actually makes some products herself with the fiber, mm -hmm. which is really cool. She also told us that she is certified in, so there's different types of fiber and some fiber is of better quality. So there's, I guess, a scale on which they judge the quality of a fiber. And she's certified in identifying, um, the different qualities of fiber and then also so carolyn does all like uh, she 
does so much. <laughs> I was really into so one of her sustainability approaches is to repurpose clothing. So she told us that she'll go to a secondhand store and pick up all these donated clothes and she'll oh yeah redecorate them using alpaca wool. Um, in some cases, she'll take a scarf and she'll add a layer of alpaca fiber to make it warmer and to add a different look to it. I thought that was such a neat idea. That was like the cutest idea too. Yeah. yeah. Did we forget you, Yas? Hi. Did you think we forgot you? They're so soft. So you breed them for their wool? They're sheared once a year. Mm-hmm. And then we um, grade it, class it, get it all ready. The difference, like Zora, her, her fiber is so coarse now that it just goes right into the rug bag. I don't worry about grading it or classing it. I know she's coarse from top to bottom, so it just goes into making rugs. Whereas with the other ones, like Yaz High, you can see sometimes the neck fiber is shorter. So when Doug shears them, he does the main body in one piece and we wrap it and then he'll do the neck and we put that in a bag marked neck and then he'll do the legs and put that in a bag marked legs because if the fiber is all the same quality length grade that's great but if it's not and you throw it all in one bag you can't pull those little bits out of the Mm -hmm. so by doing it in sections it works much better so there's a purpose for everything like the really fine alpaca would go into Things like ladies' shawls or scarf stuff that's going to be on the bare skin. Mm-hmm. Animals that are coarse, like Zora, they go into things like insoles, duvets, rugs, things that have a good use, mm-hmm. um, the benefit from the alpaca fiber, but you don't want it on your bare skin. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention is like this was what really impressed me, and I touched on this before about how it was clear that they are passionate about what they're doing in their email, that was so obvious, too, in meeting them. Mm -hmm. I could not believe, like, they knew the name of each alpaca, who that alpaca's parents were. They knew that alpaca's, like, behavior and personality. Their grandparents. And it was (laughs) like they had 60 alpaca children that they cared equally about. It was Mm -hmm. so amazing. It was pretty amazing. Um, I know in your email you're talking uh, a bit about, the like, how... The farm is ethical and um, all that stuff. Can you talk about that a little bit? Okay. We don't use any medications or pre-wormings, deworming stuff, unless there's a cause. Mm -hmm. And we've never had a parasite issue on our farm because we keep it clean. Mm -hmm. Within a three-day period, all the manure is completely removed from the farm and taken way out the back. Mm -hmm. Water bowls are cleaned, floors are cleaned, so there's never anything left laying around for parasites to start. Um, so we don't use anything to treat them. They just, and we don't have a lot of health problems. Our hay is all locally grown. Everything we can do locally, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we take our compost out there and then move it out to the back, and then after a while it's all put back onto the land again. In our business of making the clothing, everything is also um, the same. Yeah. We're using 100% cotton thread, which is really hard to get a hold of. I'm finding I've got my black and my beige, but trying to get it in big quantities, cones, is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't add any polyesters or anything to it. Um, so everything that's waste, so it would be easier to explain when we're inside. Mm-hmm. So if I'm making um, a, a vest, so the pieces that I cut out for the armholes and that, 
I will keep that, and then maybe when I'm making a shawl, I will just put that on, like make spots on the shawl or something, mm -hmm. so we don't throw anything out. And the few bits that actually do end up as garbage are totally into the compost, and that's it. There's no reason why we can't. Awesome. So we've had a garbage pail in the studio since January 2018, just a little white, mm -hmm. and we haven't filled it yet. Because everything, we get our fiber back from the mill, she washes it and puts it into bats. We get it back, and... Um, the only thing is there's scotch tape on it. So I've since found out that masking tape will compost. And so, I know you get uh, reused jackets for them in the winter? Yes. If we have ones that need cold, some, like skinny ones like her, you can, you can see she's skinny just looking at her. Yeah. Um, so sometimes they feel the cold more so than they should in the older ones. So we have a store in town called Pennywise, and it's secondhand stuff. And we just go in there and we buy jackets. Doug, can you grab the bag at the bottom? I think there's some there. Like ex like human jackets? Yeah. Jackets? So, <laughs> yeah. so we would go and we would buy XX large <laughs> jackets or robes. You can buy alpaca jackets, same as you can dog jackets, for like $7,500. Yeah. But I can buy this. Oh, my God. So that's a lady's bathrobe. <laughs> so what we would do is we would put the front legs would go in here. In the arm holes? In the front, in the arm hole. So yeah. that's her front legs. And then you just zip it up the back. So now her bellies, they lose most of their heat through their belly. People lose it through their head, right? Yeah. That's why she always wore a winter hat. Alpacas lose it through their belly. So her belly's covered. Um, if she's nursing, she's got more room here if the baby still needs to get under. Mm -hmm. And that's zipped up across her back. And she's nice and warm and toasty. <laughs> And that costs so me $3. Cute. Wow. I've used this several years. I can get a lot more years out of it. But the thing is, if it does fall apart, whatever. Yeah. I've saved it from going to the landfill this long and found a good use for it. Yeah. Instead of having the ones with the poly, whatever you call it. Yeah. So we do have one alpaca jacket that when we bought, when we started. When we started, we knew nothing. Yeah. So, and because we weren't planning on doing this, mm -hmm. we just wanted the ones for the resort to entertain the guests. We did everything we were told. You know, you have to have this, you have to do that. Oh. Then once we decided to learn. So that's a $75, $80 jacket. And yeah. the problem with this is we have Kriyas that pull this. So mom is wearing it and the baby starts... We come out in the morning and mom's just got this thing tripping on it, hanging oh, all yeah. over her. So. <laughs> We sheared one year, and it snowed the next week. Yeah. So we closed them in, yeah. but still some of them were just feeling it. Like alpaca fiber is about seven times warmer than sheep's wool. And if you just put your fingers in there for a couple of minutes, you can feel the heat. Yeah. Oh. So they're hypoallergenic. <laughs> There's so much fur. It's seven times warmer than sheep's wool. She's like, hey. My hand is lost in your fur. I can't even see yeah. my fingers. If you're working in the barn in the winter and it's cold, that's what you do. You just oh, give them a massage for a few minutes hand. and warm your hands up. <laughs> so when they suddenly go from wearing six inches of that heat yeah. to being naked and then the temperature drops to freezing, yeah. that's a big change for them. So they like ones like Tiber, it would really affect her. She would have to have a jacket on. Yeah. This girl's got enough body fat on her. But I don't think it would bother her too much. They look pretty funny when they've been sheared. I saw, I saw some photos of them when they've been sheared. Oh, yeah. They look like different animals. They do. <laughs> when we took our first two, we bought them. And they had to stay at that farm because we weren't quite ready at our new farm for them. 
And had we not been there when they were sheared, I wouldn't have believed that they were the same alpacas we had <laughs> bought, because they were young ones. So the young ones are always super fluffy. Yeah. And then to see them without it, it's just... Erin, you're kind of speechless. What do you think so far? I love them. One thing that I was curious about, so Carolyn does a lot of stuff on the farm, and then Doug kind of takes care of all the breeding process. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they mentioned breeding, I think it was realistically it's obvious like you have a 60 alpaca farm like what else there's it's obviously part of the business but it just never really occurred to me before that and so immediately as soon as they say breeding I'm thinking about like dog breeding and like puppy mills and like that type of thing so I was really curious to know what they would say about it and I don't know I guess I just had this like skepticism in the back of my head about breeding in general um, but it's really not the same thing at all, it, no. like at, by any means. Um, like you can tell there's so much information they gave us about the about the whole breeding process and why they do it. And like you can tell I was questioning them a decent amount because oh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I need to fully understand what this is in order to even be skeptical at all. And I really had no reason to be. It's not the same thing. They, I was impressed by how they vouch for who they're selling their alpacas to mm -hmm. they gave me a lot of really cool information about that and yeah. th what their vetting process was kind of like and people they've turned away yeah there's clearly a lot of care in the way that they go about breeding mm -hmm. and it also like it's obvious that they're not breeding just to make money like they were saying we breed to keep our personal like farm at around 60 alpacas mm -hmm. Um, so it really depends on the needs of the farm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like they're just like on a breeding spree. Yeah. And any alpacas they're selling to somebody, they're really carefully checking them it. out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is important and good to know that they're making sure that those alpacas are going to the right people. Mm -hmm. I appreciated that Carolyn was like, oh, if I, if I get the wrong sense from a person, I, there's no way I just yeah. want to sell them an alpaca. I want to know for sure that they're giving them a good home. Yeah. They're, they definitely take a lot of responsibility, which I think is very admirable and not always the case in farming. Mm -hmm. So it was good to see that. So how does your, um, like, what is the breeding entail? Like, how often will you breed an alpaca? And You can kinda... talk for that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need a minute off. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the gestation is 11 and a half months, so almost a year. Yeah. So we usually breed them June because we want babies around late June, early July. Mm-hmm. We don't want them too much earlier because it's still cold out and babies don't regulate their heat very well for the first few weeks. It takes them a little while. Mm -hmm. So we usually breed around mid-June. Okay. And then they're born early June usually. How often do you, like one lady, would she get bred? We usually breed them every year. Yeah? Yeah. yeah okay. As long as they maintain their body condition, like these ones that, you know, they didn't they won't get bred again or if it's we think it's just a one-time thing we'll give them a year off and let mm -hmm. them get back in shape before we breed them again but i think mm -hmm. they're just getting older and now that they're not nursing we can get the weight back on them and then we'll just retire them and mm -hmm. they've done their bit for the, for the business and, yeah you know now, now they, they can, can just live their life of luxury yep, yep. How, many, how many babies do you end up with every year it varies uh we find when we start getting up around 75 alpacas, this barn starts getting a little crowded, so we don't want to go past that. Yeah. So we usually breed to get up to 75. Okay. So we're at 60, we would breed 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then you sell some. Yeah. You know, 
then the few don't take, you know, there's always a couple every year that don't catch or they lose mm -hmm. it somewhere over the year. So, so you, you may have answered this already, but I might have been overwhelmed by all the alpacas, but who do you sell them to? Like, are you vetting who you sell them to and everything? Yep. Just curious. Yep. Yeah. Um, like, first off, they're not pets. Yeah. And we don't sell them as pets. So if you come say, well, I want a little baby. You know, I saw it on YouTube, you know, this little baby going around for a walk yeah. down on the beach, and, that, and that's what I want to do. It's big in Australia, so we were going to ask you about well, that, too. Well, there's one in California. It's, the same. Yeah. it's just not a good situation generally, especially with the males, because when they're young, they imprint on whoever they're around. You want them to imprint on other alpacas mm -hmm. and learn that people are different. They're not the same. Well, if they're only around people, they imprint on people. And... Now they think people are the same as they are. When they get two, three, four years old, their hormones kick in. Males fight to be the dominant male for breeding rights. That's their instinct of being mm -hmm. the wild, basically. And that's still the instinct they have. Well, if they're only around people and that's what they're imprinted on, guess who they're going to attack? <laughs> the people. Yeah. The owner. The owner's friends, whoever's around. So you hear about these little babies when they're a year old, two years old, and then they just disappear and you don't hear about them anymore because mm -hmm. usually they got aggressive, they couldn't find a way to recondition the alpaca, and they euthanized it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Know? So. The one in Australia, if you watch the video carefully, there's several videos of the one yeah. by Alfie. Yeah, um, that's the one we yeah. know. Well, there's, if you watch the one clip of him carefully, you will see he's already come up to the man in a jump. Oh. Like that is not acceptable. Like none of these should ever come up to me and try to jump to up. jump at me. Mm -hmm. And he's he's the same size as these ones, Alfie. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because they're sheer they're not sheared yet, they look bigger. Yeah. But he's the same as them. So he's already wanting to play rough with that man. Like the alpacas will do that to themselves. When they're playing, you will see them sort of jump up and chest butt. Now, this alpaca is already trying to do that. Yeah. If ours ever did that, they would be knocked right down. We wouldn't, hand would come up and they would know right away that they can't do it when we push them down type thing. Yeah. yeah. So. When came in, one was jumping on another one. That's just the way they play. Yeah. And, yeah. But That's not normal for humans no. to do. <laughs> no, they shouldn't be doing that with people. They should understand yeah. that people are different and, you know. They need boundaries. So. Yeah. And we really check people who come to buy. We've, we've turned away a couple who came all the way from Quebec. Oh, my gosh. And they got here, and we said no. Did they, what did they want it for? It's just They were buying two breeding males, and I spoke to another farm in Quebec, and they said, oh, yeah, these kids are they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't go all the way to Quebec. Mm -hmm. When they arrived, they had basically taken a garden trailer, you know, so you put oh. all your rubbish in and put sh four sheets of plywood on it and thought they would take two breeding males. We're talking hormones here, you know. They would take two breeding males home in that. And I said, if you were going on the next concession, maybe, but like to Quebec. And they said, but so-and-so said, and I said, well, no, nope, they're not leaving here in that contraption. If you want to go rent a U-Haul and mm -hmm. take them home or whatever, but they're not going in that. So they said, okay, and they stayed for a while. And they did. Then they started to take the pieces of plywood down because of the wind resistance and the couple got into an argument because there wasn't enough room in there for both of them to be working taking nuts and bolts and screws and what out at the same time and they were thinking of taking two breeding males and the same thing all the way to Quebec <laughs> so not the dynamic you're looking for with us. Uh, nope and we had a woman who came in a couple of times and she 
she just popped in the one day. She'd never signed the contract. And she just popped in the one day with a whole bunch of her friends and said, I just want to show them the ones I'm buying and that. And so it was just wrong rub with her, just the way she was and that. I just didn't feel that she was a good match for them. So we said no. It's not all about the buck. It's about making sure that they go into responsible owners. And mm -hmm. We had um, a petting zoo in Brampton who wanted some. Uh, the manager actually lives up here. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, they're not petting zoo animals. They don't want to be handled all day. And mm -hmm. So when you hear alpacas spit, it's generally because they're being mistreated they're cornered and they have no other way to defend themselves, so they spit. So she said, please come down and check out the farm. So they have an old McDonald's barn. So Kathy lives up here, so I went down and checked it out. So you can walk through and pet baby goats and calves and that. Well, the alpacas, it just doesn't work that way. That's not their nature. So I said, if you guys put in a separate pen area and what have you, they did. And we checked out their facilities, and you'll never find anything cleaner. They have a ton of volunteers that come in, high school kids, mm -hmm. and their facilities are washed out every day or every other day. Every pen is like hosed out, not just swept out. I mean, literally hosed mm -hmm. right out. Um, they have containers with every animal's name on it. They get waste um, vegetables from local supermarkets, so every animal's name has has their own container. Mm -hmm. And on the big whiteboard, it says who gets what and how much, and that. I mean, it's a great setup that she's got so we did sell two of our older girls and she just kept them long enough till she had babies we had bred the females and then she sold the moms on to a fellow who lives up here again yeah. and she just kept the young ones like she waited till the little ones were two mm -hmm. and were okay with being without their moms and that and there's a princess there there when you look at her back you can see the gray yeah. so she looks so the visit itself um, was about three hours. Yeah, I two, would say so. Two or three hours. Um, it was great because we got to have a private tour. I'm not sure if this is the case on all alpaca farms, but I kind of get the sense that it is. Mm -hmm. um, that in most cases you're not with like a large group. So it was really nice because we had one-on-one -on -one time with Carolyn and Doug and with the alpacas. We never felt rushed. We were allowed to spend as much time as we wanted mingling with the alpacas and taking pictures um and then carolyn gave us a whole tour of like the fiber processing uh rooms in their house so we got to see what she does with the fiber after it's sheared mm -hmm. which was really interesting so yeah all in all like the visit was definitely worth it mm -hmm. we got several hours and tons of information and plenty of alpaca time so much alpaca time we have so many photos that we're trying not to post all over our Instagram and Twitter really and Facebook. Hard. It's really There's hard. so many. I know. There's so many, but I love all of them. <laughs> so what were your final thoughts about alpacas? Were they everything you hoped for and more? Yes. I think they were more. Yeah? Yeah. In what way? <laughs> Thinking on it so hard. <laughs> They just were so, like, they had the most endearing personalities. Yeah. Like, it was cuter than I could even imagine. <laughs> I was just so overwhelmed <laughs> the entire time. Like, I am just have my mic 
shoved in alpacas' faces. Yeah. Like, trying to capture their cuteness in audio is so hard. Oh. And I really hope I captured it. I think but you But their did. faces are so cute. They just have the cutest faces. And especially there was this one alpaca, Yaz, and he was so friendly. It was a she. She. She was so friendly. <laughs> and everywhere we went, she would just follow us and then lie down next to us. She wanted our attention so bad. And like... Anytime I meet an animal that wants human attention, my heart just bursts. Oh my god. Yeah. And they're so soft. Yeah. You just shove your hand in their fur and just lose your hand. Yeah. There's just so much, like, wool on them. They're so warm inside. You're like, oh, you're so cute. And their little hums are so cute. <laughs> I couldn't get over those little hums. Our voices are turning into the beginning of all the audio we recorded when we were yeah. in there. Just the most high-pitched voices from us. <laughs> And they're so inquisitive. I think that's part of what makes them so cute. Mm-hmm. They're very curious animals. Yeah. They're curious and they're actually like quite cautious. But like, that's what makes it kind of cute is like, it's like they know they should be cautious, but they can't help from like coming close to you. It's like they're like fighting this internal war all the time. Like, what is this human? I want to see this human. And then they get like closer and they're like, hmm, do I want to see this human? I don't know. <laughs> It's just so cute. You can, like, see it going on in their heads. It's so cute. It's so cute. So what do you think? Would you recommend visiting an an alpaca farm in Ontario? Okay, I've come to two conclusions. Mm -hmm. One, I will always recommend visiting an alpaca farm, especially kicking back if Mm -hmm. you're in Ontario. And two, I've realized that it was beautiful fate that we named this podcast what we did. I know. Because you know what's... Okay, this is really interesting. It occurred to me that alpacas are known for being curious, and that's kind of what this podcast is about. Yeah. Curiosity about the world. It's a good point. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So it was some beautiful fate, and maybe in the future we'll get to meet more alpacas. Maybe we should do the, like, tour of alpaca farms in Ontario this summer. Just road trip Ontario, visiting alpacas. Oh, yeah. Just showing up to people's farms. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. So that's all about alpacas. I hope that you learned something neat about alpacas today. We certainly did. And I hope that you get to alpaca your bags and get get yourself to an alpaca farm as soon as possible. It's necessary. All right. We'll see you next week for a regular scheduled episode.